0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. back to another edition of the my two Sense podcast presented by g2 and hosted by g2 i am g2 and i would like to say to every single one of you good morning or good afternoon whenever you're listening to this i hope you guys had a great week um i hope you guys were able to accomplish whatever you want to accomplish this past week but if you didn't have no fear this upcoming week that we're on right now it is the thanksgiving week a lot of children are out uh, for Thanksgiving week, they're either with their families or they're trying to get to their families. If you're a college student, you're either driving to your uh, family or taking an airplane to your family, or in some uh, kids' cases, they're staying at their dorms and they're just having a Thanksgiving with their dorm mates. And if that's what's going down, I hope everybody is having a great Thanksgiving uh week with their dorm roommates. Um, for the people that are going home or Going to be with their loved ones this Thanksgiving. I hope you guys are able to enjoy yourself. I hope you guys are able to um, be safe. Because airports, they're going to be crowded. Or if not, they're crowded right now. And people are just trying to get to wherever they got to go. Because Thanksgiving is the time for you guys to all come together. Enjoy each other's company. And just designate it that day. Just to give thanks. And just feel the love from each other. So... If you're driving or you're in an airport right now waiting for your flight or whatever may have you, I hope you guys are able to get to your people safely uh, without no harm. Danger comes towards you and I hope you guys are able to just enjoy this Thanksgiving week with your people or your associates. Now, this is episode, I believe, 151. So now with that out the way, let's get on with the show. And I want to start off with the National Food Days of the Week, as I usually do. Today being November the 19th, it is National Macchiato Day. Now next up, November 20th, it is National Peanut Butter Fudge Day. November 21st, it is Gingerbread Day, as well as National Stuffing Day. November 22nd, National Cashew Day. November 23rd, Thanksgiving, they have Eat a Cranberry Day. So if you have cranberry stuffing or at least cranberry sauce, there you go. Eat cranberry. Um, November 24th, it is National Sardines Day. And then to round us off, November 25th, it is National Parfait Day. Now, with the National Food Day out of the week, as I said, Thanksgiving is coming up, and I did mention you guys being around your loved ones. When you're around your loved ones on Thanksgiving. I hope you guys are able to watch the Macy's like parade and also able to watch uh, the classics like the Charlie Brown uh, Thanksgiving. And for people that don't know this, you're not able to watch Charlie Brown on your national uh, local cable TV stations like ABC, CBS. I don't even think uh, PBS has it. I believe Apple has like the official streaming for all the Charlie Brown specials. So if you want to watch Charlie Brown specials, go to Apple TV or Apple streaming services and watch it there. And I want to let the people know that was not a paid ad. That was just me remembering something that someone wanted me to bring up about Charlie Brown Thanksgiving because people like Charlie Brown. And again, I'm cool on Charlie Brown, to be honest with you. I'm cool. I'm more. If I'm gonna watch it, I'll probably watch it for like the Snoopy Woodstock kind of deal. But Charlie Brown as a whole, I'm cool on that. I wasn't really raised up on Charlie Brown like that. I really I was raised up on like the SpongeBob, the fairy odd parents, the Nickelodeon and Disney type of stuff. Charlie Brown wasn't really on my radar, except for like the special, like, like the special holiday stuff. And then we'll probably sit down and watch it like once in a while. But again, if you're into Charlie Brown, go watch it on Apple. Because they have the official license for Charlie Brown. Now, with that out of the way, let's start off with some casualties that happened this week. The first one I want to talk about is the latest one: is a, a New Hampshire hospital that got shot this past Friday, as it was reported by CNN. Security guard killed in New Hampshire hospital shooting, and a suspect was killed by a trooper. Authority says the incident happened at New Hampshire Hospital in Concord Friday afternoon. The New Hampshire State Police all patients. In the hospital were safe said the police director Bradley Haas 63 was shot while working in the front lobby entrance of the facility around 3:30 p.m. the New Hampshire Attorney General's office said in a news release Haas a former police chief in the small nearby county of Franklin was working as a New Hampshire Department of Safety Security officer authorities have not released any information about the suspect citing an active investigation into the incident After the shooting, authorities investigated a suspicious vehicle in the hospital's parking lot, which was later cleared and found to be safe. Law enforcement officials used a tactical robot to inspect a U-Haul. Videos from CNN's affiliates would show. uh, The hospital is a psychiatric facility that helps treat those with acute mental illness, according to its website. The head of New Hampshire Department of Health and Human Services said Friday evening she was shocked and saddened by the shooting. Our hearts go out to the families of the victim, as well as our colleagues who have been impacted, the commissioner, Lori Weaver, said at the news conference. So we had this incident that happened this past Friday at New Hampshire. I don't know what's going on. Again, the world that we're living in is so topsy-turvy. Everything's happening. And to think that you would go to a hospital and start shooting up a place, again, so weird. It's, it's, it's difficult. When you have to think about certain things, it's holiday time. You're supposed to be in the holiday festive, You're supposed to be in the holiday mood. You don't want to hear about someone shooting anywhere, even though it's kind of been like a daily, daily type deal of someone just being stupid, getting a gun out, going to some and start shooting up other uh, locations. That's kind of been the deal over here in America for the past couple of years now. But whenever it's holiday time, I think it should be in people's best interest that they put the stuff away, put the Guns and all their violent tendencies away, because people want to enjoy themselves. People want to just take the time to stop letting their mind just roam around with worriness and just breathe in the festivities, breathe in the holiday uh activities that's going around them. Especially when it be in Thanksgiving. Again, as I said earlier, people are going out to be around with their loved ones and friends. Um, you don't want to hear about someone shooting up a hospital, especially a psychiatric hospital, which is, again, not the best hospital to shoot up neither because they're treating people with illnesses. That's not fair to the people there. I'm saddened that a security guard got killed. Let's make that perfectly clear. I'm saddened, but I'm also grateful that none of the people inside the psychiatric hospital, as in like patients, were hurt by this suspect. Hopefully, we get a name from the suspect. Well, they named the suspect... But yeah, that just happened. I want to bring that to you guys. And also continuing on with hospitals here, as this was reported by CNN as well, in an article that will state nearly 450 patients in Massachusetts hospital were potentially exposed to hepatitis and HIV in the past two years. The possible exposure at Salem Hospital affected patients who were seeking an endoscopy, a type of seizure where a doctor inserts a tube light instrument into the body for examination. The hospital said in a statement Thursday, the hospital did not provide further details about how the possible exposure may have occurred. Salem hospitals have notified all patients who may have been exposed and tested People for Hepatitis B, Hepatitis C, and HIV, which are standard tests for a potential exposure of this kind, a hospital spokesperson told CNN in an email. There is no evidence to date of any infections resulting from this incident, the hospital said in the statement. We have determined that the infection risk to patients from this event is extremely small. We sincerely apologize to those who may have been impacted. The hospital learned of the potential exposure earlier this year and has provided free screenings and set up a uh, clinical staffed hotline to answer questions. The Massachusetts Department of Public Health is aware of the potential exposure and also concluded the risk of possible of infection to be very low, the department said in a statement to CNN. Now, here's my opinion on this matter. I want to know, how did they figure this out? Because they said that they... Uh, improperly administered an IV medication. That's how they kind of came up with this idea that they've been exposed 450 people to hepatitis and HIV. What person thought about this? What person saw what was going on and said, Ayo, that's not right. What, what, who was it? Because there's not a name listed here. Let's make that perfectly clear. So the hospital knows who that person is. That's one. Two, um... If you guys have been doing this for the past, what, two years, as it was written, two years. I don't see how these people do not want to sue this hospital because you. Have given someone the risk of being exposed to hepatitis and HIV. Now, I'm not too keen on hepatitis. I know hepatitis is a thing that you don't want to have. Uh, It's. Something that can infect your kidneys, like it could do some serious damage to you. That's one thing that I do know. HIV, I think everybody knows as like the one, like next step to having AIDS. But there's like some like uh, medicine for HIV that you can live with. HIV is not technically a death sentence anymore, the way that they've been, the way that it was. Um, but still, having the idea or the possibility of catching hepatitis or HIV is still not good. And they said that this was going on for the past two years. I just want to know why and how could this even happen? There's probably other hospitals that probably have this exact same problem, too. But this right here was not good. It wasn't good at all. I hope that these potential patients all come together and probably sue this hospital, if I'm going to be completely honest, because this isn't right. It's not right at all. Just to even be. Scared getting the call about this. It's nasty. Getting the email about this. It's nasty. I don't see how this doesn't have a class action lawsuit against this hospital. To be completely honest, but there probably is one. There's probably got clients probably talking to their lawyers right now about this. I know I would be if I was one of the people that they said that they I was possibly exposed to hepatitis or HIV by them. I would be completely livid. I'll be wanting to sue. But again. This just came out this past week. More information probably will be coming out. Probably will, probably not. We'll have to wait and see. But with that, on to the next topic. And the next topic is covered by USA Today, where the article would state... Eight teenagers are arrested on murder charges after a Los Angeles boy 17 was beaten by a mob. Los Angeles police on Tuesday arrested eight teenagers on murder charges in connection with the death of Jonathan Lewis, a 17-year-old boy who was pummeled by a mob of his classmates in an alley outside their high school, authorities said. The eight suspects charged with murder are between the ages of 13 and 17. Uh, Police along with the district attorney's office are beginning the process to charge them as adults and as of right now from the las vegas metropolitan police department lieutenant he would add there is no evidence indicating that this attack was a hate crime now here's some backstory that usa today would give about this crime on november 1st students from the rancho high school including jonathan met in an alley just across the street from the campus to fight over stolen wireless headphones and possibly a stolen marijuana vape pen Police believe the items were stolen from Jonathan's friend, but once they were all in the alley, it was Jonathan who fought instead. Uh, The police lieutenant said as soon as the first punch was thrown, 10 people swamped. Jonathan pulled him to the ground and began kicking, punching, and stomping him. After a fight, a bystander found the teenager unconscious in the alley and carried him to the school where staff performed CPR. First responders rushed him to the university Medical Center of Southern Nevada, where it was soon determined that he had suffered non survivable head trauma. Jonathan died several days later. That isn't right. See, this is the days that I do miss where people will at least give a one on one, just square up. Now, fighting someone is not, I don't think that should be a crime at all. If anything, usually you'll probably get like a slap on the wrist or probably get like a day inside of juvie or some whenever it's a one-on-one confrontation with two people fighting in an alley or whatever may have you or even in a school now i don't like whenever it's 10 people swarming one person why does it need to be 10 people just swarming one it should have been a straight up uh one-on-one man-to-man situation that's about it you guys needed 10 people to beat up on one person usually whenever it's over something stupid or usually if it's stolen items is always should be the person that got their items stolen fighting for them or if not a friend fighting for them and that's what Jonathan did here at least that's what it's been indicated by the police I just don't like the idea that the friend was fighting for his friend that got his item stolen and he ends up dying because 10 people swarmed him it should have been a square up one-on-one Confrontation. That's it. Usually, whenever you get this big mass of people attacking one person, usually that person that's getting swarmed and getting beat up on is usually going to either be dead or be unconscious because of the severe beating that they're taking. And that just happened to happen here with Jonathan Lewis. He died because of 10 people beat up on him. Now, as of right now, uh, the police are seeking. Two more suspects and they're asking the public for help. So if you're in that Las Vegas area, hey, and you know the people, go ahead, turn them in. That's only if you know who that person is and you're cool with that. Do that because, yo, they got to go down for this. There's no way you can tell me that they can't go down for this. It's 10 on one. Again, if it was a one on one situation, hey, that was a fair fight. But it's 10 on one. That's just called a straight up just cowardly moved by these kids. It was cowardly. Even at the age of 13, they know that you, they should be able to scrap one-on-one. There should be no way that you have a whole gang mentality of beating up on one person. That's not the case here. Uh, I just don't like it. and I think a lot of people don't like it. Thoughts and prayers to Jonathan Lewis. Thoughts and prayers to the friend that he was fighting for. Thoughts and prayers to his family that have to now bury uh, a son because of this. And again, Whatever happens to these other 10 kids, A, is going to happen. And, again, they're saying they're going to try to press them as uh, adults. Probably the 17-year-olds will get pressed and get charged with that. The 13, 14, 15, however may have you. They're not going to get charged as adults. I don't see it happening. I see them probably getting charged as uh, juveniles and they'll be sent off to do whatever. But the 17-year-olds... Oh, yeah, they're going to get pressed as an adult because you're so close to adulthood, at least by the government standards of being the age of 18. So I see them edging more into pressing them as adults, to be honest with you. So, again, when more information about this comes out, I'll be bringing it back to you. But again, rest in peace to Jonathan Lewis and my love and uh, condolences to his families and loved ones. Now, moving on to the next topic where I want to talk about An article that the New York Post has written, and it's about an Alabama woman who's 84 and she's forced to sell her home of over 60 years as land could be worth $20 million. An Alabama woman is being kicked out of her long-term home as investors are looking to buy the 40-acre plot from her family, which could be worth upwards of $20 million. Connie Woodson, 84 has been living in the same house of the outskirts of Auburn for over six years and is forced to leave the residence because the house sits on land with shared ownership throughout her family. Connie would tell the local television uh, station, WTVM, I would like to ask them why. You know why, but I don't. I can't figure it out. Thinking about it, wondering about it, is not easy. I can tell you that. The land is part of a 40-acre plot designated as air property, family-owned land that is jointly owned by dozens of family members where no one has any specific land, just a percentage of ownership. Connie came to live on the land with her late husband, whose father purchased the land in the early 1900s and has since passed it down through multiple generations of the family. Uh, Cleveland Brothers, Inc., bought out several family members for their stake in the land over the years and have gotten their share of the land ownership to its current level of 49%. Now, if you know math, they only need probably like one more percent to say they own 50%. But if they own majority stake of it, they could probably start moving people out unless that whole family starts uh, joining together to try to fight back. Because remember, 51 to 49, that's still uh, majority ownership over in the Woodson family, but I don't think that they're going to get, uh, I don't think they're coming together, to be completely honest, because as the article will continue to state, uh, Connie Woodson's husband, Willie Woodson, uh, died last year, making the situation more complicated in the ownership realm. It was determined already that the land cannot be equally divided. Woodson's daughter, Melissa, said that is how he has the opportunity to buy all of it. And since they're saying that my dad didn't say that he wanted to buy all of it. They're not allowing my mom the opportunity to do so. Now, it was reported that Miss Woodson did try to step in and claim the land as she believed she was a rightful owner of the entire plot and later filed a motion for an opportunity to purchase land, but the court denied it, saying it was too late. Cleveland Brothers did say that they would allow uh, her to remain in the home for a year once the purchase is complete. So a woman is basically being forced to move out of her home of 60 years. That is, that's not right. But here's my deal here. You got to be on your business. I learned that from my uh, relatives. They always have been pounding on me, especially my mother, more than anybody has been pounding on me to get my business straight and everything when it comes down to when it goes to owning anything whether it be land or uh, your car, your taxes, all this type of stuff. You got to be on your business constantly. And it just seems to me that once Miss Connie Woodson's husband died, she just thought that it will be floated right over to her. That didn't happen. And that allowed uh, the Cleveland brothers to just come in and just swoop in, even though they have been buying up uh, people's share of that land. And it doesn't say, yeah, it is for over years. So this was a pre-calculated move on the Cleveland brothers behalf. They've been thinking about this. They've been waiting until someone would die or at least sell up their part of that land for years because they want to do something with that land. And as I said before, land is the only thing that you cannot make again. Whatever land is on this earth, that's on this earth. And you got to take what you can get from it and that's exactly what a lot of companies are doing. I mentioned, I believe, not last year, probably in 2021, about Bill Gates buying up a hell of a lot of acres, or I believe like in like a North Dakota or Wisconsin, one or the two. And yeah, again, a lot of people are buying up land, man. 40 acres, that's a lot. So again, I feel sorry for this woman, but this uh, this story right here is just another cautionary tale of how you got to be on your business, your P's and Q's as you're uh, handling things and as life comes about. Because if you don't, life is going to come around and smack you in the face. And I feel sorry for her, to be honest. I feel sorry for her, but I hope that her daughter would take her mother in. And uh, yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. But I hope that she also gets money out of this. Make them buy you up, straight up. I Even though they got 49%, I will still try to get what I can get from them. Because if they're paying other people off, at least they should be able to break you off a piece if they're going to try to get you out of that land. Even though businesses don't care, businesses don't have a soul, certain people within a business actually might. You just got to figure out which one in that particular business does have a soul and you could kind of lean on for that. So I hope whether the mother or the daughter can find out who in Cleveland Brothers they can at least go to and try to lean on their empathy, lean on the emotion to try to get some money that at least she can move out of that spot even though she's going to be in that place for a year but she's going to have to move off the land whenever this whole thing's being completely done hopefully they give her enough money that she's able to move to a destination or move to a place that she can at least uh, get comfortable so that's just my opinion on that but again ladies and gentlemen be on your p's and q's and uh, handle your business now on to the next topic or shall i say topics because one kind of coincides with the other with the grand scheme of things and what I want to talk about is rumors that kind of been spreading in the air for mad many years. Now, the first thing of that is the whole Will Smith situation. For people that are not aware, there was a interview that came out, what I want to say this past week, or out of that whole entire interview that happened, there was a viral clip of a man that supposedly they used to work with Will Smith talking down with a social media blogger called Tasha K. Tasha K. Fables he's known for getting sued by Cardi B. Um, in said interview, he would talk about how he walked in on Will Smith and Dwayne Martin allegedly having sex, and I have to say allegedly because it has not been proven at all. Now that viral clip goes out and goes around. And right now, as I am speaking, um, it has been said that Will Smith's uh, representation, his team are planning on suing. Now, I'm not certain if they're going to sue the man or they're going to sue Tasha Kay. I'm not certain of any of that. But Will Smith's camp is planning on suing. Now, having said that, I want to say this. It's always was a rumor. And I'm just going to say it, rumor all through and through that Will Smith and Jada had their own situation, their own understanding of their marriage, which kind of got proven, like, it got proven when August Alcina came out and talked about his deal with Jada and they all, not all, but Will and Jada had to sit down at the Red Table Talk and even Jada went on this whole book tour talking about her and Will's marriage and their situation. So, that has kind of been proven that they have been able to see other individuals. Now, I don't think Within this situation, anyone has ever said anything about Will Smith sleeping with men. Now, there's always been a rumor that's kind of been around that Will Smith might go one way or another, or he might go two separate directions all at the same time. You know what I mean? I don't think anybody personally cares. Again, this is 2023. Hey, you live your life, you do whatever you want probably back in the 90s and even early 2000s. Yes, that was taboo, but we're in a new age and regime, if you know what I mean. Um, but that rumor has always been around and fluttering within the air, but nobody has ever said it on media or has ever got any type of steam or traction. Now with this clip going viral, it's catching steam, it's catching traction, and people are starting to come out saying they've always heard of this rumor or such and such. Now, again, rumors are rumors until you say it on a media platform or it's been out there and now talked about, written about, all that type of stuff. Now you're able to be sued for either slander, defamation. There's a lot of different things you could be sued for because now you are tarnishing someone's name because you have no legit evidence at all. So, again, I don't know if it's going to be Tasha K or this dude is going to get sued, but somebody's going to get sued because you're not going to play on Will Smith's name like this. The reason why Jada Pickett was able to talk about Will in the way and manner that she was able to was because that was his wife and still is his wife. They have some type of understanding within their own relationship that they were able to do and live by. That's their code. That's the only reason why Jada was able to do and say whatever she wanted to say about their particular situation. An outsider saying something about Will or saying something about Jada, that that's just not going to fly, as we saw from the Chris Rock situation. And as we're now seeing with the Will Smith situation here now. No. So, uh, you will always have those rumors, but until you say it, it's just rumors. And you won't get sued for a rumor if you don't say it on a social media platform. Now, that's the one thing. And also, Tasha Kaye, uh, Pay Cardi B her money. That's one thing, because Cardi B is always going to go after you, pay her what you owe her, or at least try to find some way to pay her. That's all I can say about that, all right? Now, on to the next thing, again, that was rumors until now. We at least are starting to see. Uh, It's no longer rumors or hearsay. It's been, not going to say confirmed, but Cassie, the former girlfriend of Puff, Sean Combs, whatever moniker you want to know him as, is now suing Mr. Combs in civil uh, suit. She has stated by a New York Times article, she has been uh, a victim of rape and years of abuse in a lawsuit. Uh, As it was written in the New York Times, in the suit filed in the federal district court in Manhattan, Cassie, whose real name is Cassandra Ventura, and who had long been Mr. Combs' romantic partner, says that not long after she met with him in 2005, when she was 19, he began a pattern of control and abuse that includes uh, piling her with drugs, beating her, and forcing her to have sex with a succession of male prostitutes while he filmed the encounters in 2018. The suit says near the end of their relationships, Mr. Combs forced his way into her home and, well rape term i don't even like saying that word but you got to say it to show off the gravitas of the matter what we're dealing with here uh miss ventura or better known as cassie will say after years in silence in darkness i am finally ready to tell my story and to speak up on behalf of myself and for the benefit of other women who face violence and abuse in their relationships in response a lawyer for mr combs ben brafman said mr combs Denies these offensive and outrageous allegations for the past six months, Mr. Combs has been subjected to Ms. Ventura's persistent demand of $30 million under the threat of writing a damaging book about their relationship, which was unequivocally rejected as blatant blackmail. Despite withdrawing her initial threat, Ms. Ventura has now resorted to filing a lawsuit riddled with baseless and outrageous lies, aiming to tarnish Mr. Combs' reputation and seeking a payday. Now, the lawyer for Miss Ventura said the parties had spoken before the suit was filed. Mr. Combs offered Ms. Ventura eight figures to silence her and prevent the filing of this lawsuit. He says she rejected his efforts. So, in this whole reporting by the New York Times, they would list off all the things that Miss Ventura has said that she's went through in her relationship with Puff, some of them being... Right here, he is responsible for blowing up the car of a rival suitor. In one incident, the suit says Mr. Combs dangled a friend of Miss Ventura's over a 17-foot hotel balcony. Mr. Combs asked Miss Ventura to carry his gun in her purse and some more things. Now, I think people are getting to the most damaging things and most underwhelming things would be the car blowing up situation, which for people that did not know, which I didn't know, uh, they're talking about Mr. Combs whenever I believe Cassie and Puff were on a break. Uh Combs saw Cassie hanging around Kid Cudi and believing that they were in a relationship at the time or dating. Uh He would say that he would blow up the rapper's car and in the suit they would say around that time Kid Cuddy's car exploded in his driveway. Now they would say through a spokesman woman, Kid Cudi confirmed Miss Ventura's account that he had a car that exploded. This is all true, he said. Now, continuing on in the suit, a few years into Cassie and Puff's uh, relationship, Puff would have her engage in a fantasy of his called voyagering, which would basically see Puff uh, seeing Cassie sleep with male prostitutes while Puff God, this is weird to say even on public. Masturbated, take photos, and shot video. And basically for his pleasure, and from time to time, Puff would show it to Cassie. Cassie believed that she deleted the videos off of her phone, but Puff would tell her that he still had access to the videos, and that on a flight, once made her watch a video she thought she had deleted. See, these are things that all came about that... Was in their relationship? Again, these are things that people do in their relationship that one person might uh, do for the other because that will get someone off. Again, people got their own business, their own kinks. Hey, do what you do as long as it's consensual and you have the consent for your partner, all that type of stuff. Now, this is where we get into some real damaging situations, at least where I think where someone might say, yo, Puff, you really out here. Now, I want to read you guys here as this comes from an excerpt from that New York Times article. They would say uh, that in 2016, during a freak-off in Los Angeles hotel, an intoxicated Mr. Combs punched Miss Ventura in the face, giving her a black guy. He fell asleep, and she tried to leave the room, but... Mr. Combs woke up and followed her into the hallway where he threw glass vases at her, sending glass shattering throughout the corridor. According to the court filing, the hotel security cameras captured that incident. But the suit says Mr. Combs paid the hotel $50,000 for the footage. And the court filing says that in 2018, after Mr. Combs and Ms. Ventura met for dinner, he forced himself into her apartment and raped her while she repeatedly said no and tried to push him away. After that, the suit says she left him for good. So, again, there's a lot of things to unpack here with Cassie and Puff. Here's the deal. There's always been rumors of Puff's temperament, whether he has a temperament issue or he might be, I'm not going to say bipolar, but just not stable like that. There's always been rumors of those situations, and for incidences like these to be put into a lawsuit, a civil suit, people now are able to say, okay, everything that we've heard about Puff, or everything that ex-employees have been saying about Puff, or, again, whispers, they have some credence. And again, this is all allegations, I have no idea, I have no... Uh, way whims to even know about any of these things. Only reason how I know about it is because, well, we have a lawsuit here, a civil suit. And again, this is all just nasty to me. I think that from 2005 to 2018, that's 13 years of knowing someone and being in a relationship with someone. I think that some of these incidences might be true. I'm not going to say all of them are. I think some of these instances might be true because you got 13 years of experience with someone. Not all 13 years in a relationship is going to be happy bliss. People are going to have some turmoil. People are going to go through some hell in 13 years of a relationship. I think even the best relationships have been through some hell parts in that relationship. Not every moment was always peaches and cream. So, again, I think some of these things in this suit might be legitimate. Do I think Puff might enjoy seeing Cassie sleep with other people? Maybe. Again, Hollywood, the entertainment business is also weird. So, again, you got to take these things with a grain of salt, but uh, heed with caution there. Uh, uh, here's my thing on this right here. I want this to be something that I think people need to really think about and really lean into whenever you talk about... uh. A Cassie and a Puff situation. Think about this. Puff got with Cassie when she, when she was 19 and he was 37. That is 18 years difference. That's a whole adult, or at least in the eyes of the educational system, or at least the government. From when you're turn 18, you are certified as an adult. That's a whole adult system, a whole adult age that is between these two individuals. There should be no reason why a 19-year-old is with a 37-year-old at all, but hey, it is what it is. It happens a lot. And for her to say that Puff like gave her drugs and all these type of stuff, I can believe that because, again, you're in the music industry. Puff uh, throws parties. You might see a couple people do a couple things at a party, and you might partake. You might not. Hey, it's all about who you are as a person. But again, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to just throw that out and just say she's lying on that one. Okay. But what is the fascination with dating someone older than you like that, like that, especially when you're just 19 or even 20 or even 21? I mean, there's certain things we need to get right here. There's certain things that we need to stop literally at step one before we start trying to get at step 20. If we would have stopped at that step one, we wouldn't have got to step 20 here. Again, I'm not going to blame Cassie. I'm not doing all that. I'm just saying that people need to look into that part right there. A 19-year-old, a 37-year-old, that is weird for me, but hey, to each his own. But when you are dating someone as high profile as Puff, and he's so enthralled in the music business in the music industry you I would think should know what's going to be around that person or at least should know what's up with that person I mean yes the first couple times you might be you might be bullheaded or ignorant to some of the things that's around you because you're just so enamored, you're so fascinated with what's going on, because yes, you might be in the music industry already at that time, but you haven't reached that status to where you are now with Puff, you are now in uh, certain rooms with Puff and everything else that Puff has, because Puff is Puff. He's been doing this for mad many years before he got with you. So again, he's been around, he's been established, and all this type of stuff, and You're now entering these rooms that a lot of people of your age bracket might not ever get to even whenever they get to the age of 37, the age of Puff. They might not get to that age, might not even get to those rooms. And you're seeing this, you're going to be ignorant to a lot of things going on, but you're just so enthralled with what you're seeing that you're going to miss some of the red flags that's going on with the person that you're dating at the time. So I see how a 19-year-old can miss that, okay? Now, as you're growing up around that person, you start seeing that person's having their red flags because you're no longer enamored with what's going on. You're at least gotten used to it and you're actually able to see, okay, this isn't right. That isn't right. What's going on? Why are you doing this? When it comes down to the abusing Factor or the behavioral factor that person that you're in a relationship with. All these things are different. When you're at the age, what, Cassie was 21 and Puff was, what, 39? She saw some things that should have made her run, but she didn't run because I think she was probably afraid of what Puff was going to do to her music career and everything else. Because she was signed to Bad Boy at the time. Again, there's a lot of different moving pieces here with this Puff and Cassie situation. But again, I want people to just stop and think about the age difference and how they got together. One is a power dynamic, and I hate to even say that type of thing, but it is. It's someone that is so new in the game, and you're. Experience you probably were able to dangle certain things over someone's head and make that person want to be around you because again, you are able to be this light, bring them into new rooms that they're never ever going to be able to see before, and why not? So we have that. Um the gifts, the shiny stuff, because I'm pretty sure Puff probably paid for her things, probably gave her some nice stuff. There's a lot of things here with this. But the big thing for me is the age gap in how your ignorance to something because you're around someone with fame, with uh, everything that Puff is. And you're so young, you're ignorant to the red flags that once you become older, you should have been able to run away, but you just couldn't. That's just the story of what I'm getting from Puff and Cassie here. Again, there's a lot of things going around with this. There's a lot of different incidences in this A lawsuit. Well, I will say though, if I'm gonna be honest, and I like to be honest with you guys here, the one incident that I would say or give kudos to as a man, and I'm and I hate to even say it like that, but it's true, is the idea of having (laughs) having blown up someone's car. If you have the money. The way that Puff has money and you have power. The way that Puff has power. and Again, this is all allegations. Kid Cudi can say, yeah, my car blew up. But no one can say that Puff made it blow up. So again, that's nothing but allegations here. If I had the power and money the way that Puff did. And I could make someone's car blow up. You do with that what you will. You know what I mean. Um. So, I'm not... I'm not opposed to that because he did it out of love and he did it out of pure jealousy. Again, a lot of people do things out of pure jealousy, out of love. So that's that. But again, he's Puff. He has the willpower and the power to do so. But remember, this is all allegedly. It has not been proven factual that he did do this. Kay Cuddy's car did blow up in his driveway. That's what Kay Cuddy did say. But it is not proven that Puff did that. So I want to put that strong disclaimer right there. So, again, all of this stuff is purely he said, she said something between Cassie and Puff. I'm going to wait and see what happens. Again, this is a civil suit. It's not a criminal suit. So, money is being asked for in this. I have no idea how much money. They say an unspecified amount. So, again, this is between the two team of lawyers to figure out the type of money that's being fought for here. I'm pretty sure we're going to find out more within the upcoming weeks, maybe. Or this might be kiboshed. Who knows? But again, this whole situation right here, Cassie and Puff. Again, this was rumors that everyone's been heard about Puff. Same thing with Will Smith and Jada, their situation. All of it's been rumors. But when you have rumors, ladies and gentlemen, it is particularly just rumors. You do not say them on airwaves until you have truth or until a lawsuit comes out and then you can speak about it in at least Talk about them because you aren't able to be sued that way because you're talking about something that has been said on the airwaves and in a legal uh, situation in which these two cases are. So again, if these are rumors, please just say these are rumors before you start getting into them. So you at least can preference your audience that you are not trying to spew any type of truth. You're only speaking about the rumors. So hopefully you will not get sued. So that's what I was doing here. Just want to make that personally clear again. These are rumors. Take with these things what you will. But I will be paying attention to these situations. Both the Will Smith thing and the Puff thing. Love and light to everybody in these situations. I hope they get what they want out of these situations. But we shall wait and see. Now, moving on to the next thing I want to talk about. I want to talk about some updates that occurred this past week from previous episodes, news stories that I've talked about. The first one, more recently, well, news story that I've been talking about is the Paul Kessler story. Uh, Paul Kessler, he was a man that attended a rally some weeks ago in California. He ends up dying. Um, There was an arrest made. A Mr. Loa Alnaji... Fifty years old, I'm hoping I've said this man's name right. He's a professor at Moore Park College, was arrested Thursday and charged with involuntary manslaughter and battery causing serious bodily injury. He pleaded not guilty at his first court appearance on Friday as has come from KTLA, as it would report the man accused of causing the death of pro-Israel demonstrator Paul Kessler did not intend to kill him, according to the Ventura County District Attorney, who addressed the filings on the charges. On Friday, when he had his press conference, we took this case seriously and we investigated and charged it thoroughly. Uh, The DA would say at the news conference, we approached it with an open mind. We were not uh, pre-committed to a specific outcome or even criminal culpability. And we never treated the fact that criminal charges would be a foregone conclusion. Um, It was continued on that. The Jewish Federation of Los Angeles said Kessler was struck in the head by a megaphone, wielded by a pro-Palestinian protester, leading some members of the community to assume that this was a hate crime and calling for murder charges. Now, they did not, as I said, give this man any murder charges because they said they that he did not intend to kill or harm anyone whenever he arrived at that juncture. However, They are open to additional charges if new evidence materializes. So people will be on the lookout as they're still going to look into this more, look into this case more. Again, I've said it before, and I will constantly say it over and over again. Have those rallies. Have opposing uh, opinions, which we all do in this life. However, there should not be anybody that causes any type of physical, like, harm to one another if you're in America. If you're over there in the Middle East, you guys go ahead and do that because you guys are literally fighting for your life. But over here in America, you're in the safe comforts, well, at least for certain individuals, certain individuals that get threatened for uh, whatever side you are on in this particular case. But majority of the time, people just rather just protest and they'll just bark at one another with their opinions, and that's about it. There, be sure, there should be no way and reason why you should be getting physical with one another This just happens to be a case where a professor is being arrested because people say that it's him that caused the death of a 69-year-old man. So that's just incredibly sad on both ends. The 69-year-old man, Paul Kessler, him dying, and the 50-year-old professor who, if they are saying he actually did do this, I'm pretty sure he didn't want to kill someone. He was just being a lot for his side. So again, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Again, I will be keeping my eyes and ears up on this because I am I'm thoroughly interested in this case because, again, this is stuff that's happening over in the Middle East. But people want to bring it over here to America because there's a lot of people that have family over there in the Middle East that are dealing with this. But I feel that this is a prime example of what happens whenever you take a protest way overboard and someone ends up dying. So, again, this should be a prime example of why you shouldn't do that. So, as I said before, whenever more... Uh, evidence and a lot more stuff comes out i'll be coming back to you and presenting to you now next up another update this is the david de uh the man that attacked paul pelosi with a hammer earlier this year a jury has found david DePep guilty on two counts in violent attack on paul pelosi as this was reported by cnn David was convicted in federal court of one count of assault on the immediate family member of a federal official with the jury determining that he used a dangerous weapon and a second count of attempted kidnapping of a federal official. He could face a minimum, well, not minimum, excuse me, a maximum sentence of 30 years and 20 years on charges, respectively. So, okay, we have that here. Uh, They would say in Thursday court, uh, David Depap had no visible Reaction to the verdict, the conviction followed high-profile testimony from De Pap in his own defense and from Pelosi, who recounted publicly for the first time of the night that he was bludgeoned with a hammer and the difficulty recovering that followed. So, David DePap, he is going to be spending a lot of time in prison. I think they're going to give him 30 years and 20 years. Now, it Now, the thing is, will he be serving them concurrently or will he be serving them one after the other? See, that's the thing. One of these things, you serve both the 30 and 20 literally at the exact same time, while the other one, you do the 30 or do the 20, then immediately after that, you have to go on to the next one. That's my questioning to this. I do feel that they're going to give him 30 and 20, but I feel that some people are probably going to give him a mental uh, evaluation and say that he's not going to do all 30 or all 20 or whatever they want to give him because... His mind isn't all the way there. People are going to say that he's warped again. That's not for me to say. I think that that's where we're headed with the uh, sentencing of David DePap. But we'll have to wait and see. But I'm glad that um, Paul Pelosi was able to get some justice out of this. Because think about it. You got attacked in your own home by a person that was looking for your wife. That's insane. You get attacked. The police is there when you do get attacked by myad because if people don't remember this, there was a man that broke into Nancy Pelosi's home. Paul Pelosi was there. The police get there. They see the man right there, and they see Paul Pelosi and the man tussling over the hammer, and the police is just there say, hey, you guys need to drop the weapon. And Paul Pelosi, he has his hand on the weapon while still having a like, drink in his hand, While the other guy, he's acting nonchalant about it, and then he ends up taking the weapon from Paul Pelosi, ends up hitting him while the police is there. And then once the man hits Paul Pelosi, that's whenever the cops actually going to step forward in this. I think somebody in that police department needs to be charged because there's no way in hell you should be able to see two guys wrestling over a device, weapon, whatever it may be. And you just stand there and say, hey, drop it. No, you step in, you intervene, and you take the person down, especially whenever you got the call that, hey, there's an intruder on my property. But, hey, I don't remember seeing anything about it. I hope that somebody in the police department is being looked at because of that, because, again, that's all the way wrong. I don't care who you are. That's all the way wrong. Somebody should be fired from that. But, again, we'll wait and see. I'll probably do some digging into it and seeing if someone did get fired or whatever may have you, but for right now, I'm glad Paul Pelosi was able to get some justice, and David DePap, he's going to serve some time. Now, whether it be 30 and 20, the maximum uh, years that they can give him, we'll just have to wait and see on that one, but I'm glad that uh, Paul Pelosi did get some justice. Now, next up, as this comes from ABC News, mother of Virginia's six-year-old who shot a teacher sentenced to 21 months in federal case. Okay, Deja Taylor was charged with using marijuana while in possession of a firearm and making a false statement about her drug use during the purchase of the firearm, both felonies in the wake of the shooting at Rich Neck Elementary School. Uh, They would say that she was sentenced on Wednesday to 21 months in prison on federal charges. She pleaded guilty to the cases. In June, federal prosecutors had asked for a 21-month sentence. She did face a maximum penalty of 25 years in prison. Police said that the six-year-old brought a gun. Okay, I think we all know what we're getting at here. So, yeah. Uh, Deja Taylor, she's going to be facing 21 months in prison, so that's almost two years. I don't see her doing all two years. I probably see her, what, doing probably a year. They'll probably ask for her to get probation. She's probably going to get probation because, remember, this is the mother of the boy who shot a teacher. They can't get the six-year-old boy because the boy is literally a freaking child if anything a juvenile and they're not prosecuting the six-year-old that's not happening so they had to make sure someone goes down for this and why not the parent because the parent should have had the gun or the weapon locked away somewhere tightly that the kid couldn't get into it but that's just basically where we're at here and again, this is another one of the stories that is a cautionary tale, just like the Crumleys. That parents need to really look after their kids and just lock away the weapons. But unlike the Crumleys, um, the boy he shot his teacher just straight up. The Crumley situation, the boy he was taken into the guys' counselor, and the mom came to the school, and that's when all that stuff started to go down. Where the parents could easily pull that boy out, but they didn't. So, again. Parents need to look after their kids, look into their book bags, just start tapping them, like doing a legit, I hate to say it, a search and frisk of their kid before they go to school. And that sounds insane, but these are the times that we're living in. Your kid might be doing something that might change their whole life and change your life as well because parents are now starting to get taxed on to charges for what their kids their offsprings are doing in the school when it comes down to a weapon so this is another one of those cautionary tales so parents please look after your kids bags i understand you might not want to do it but you got to do it especially if your kid is a troubled kid you need to look after him and look after not just him but also yourself because you don't want to go to jail for something that your kid is going to do so if you can't prevent it Please prevent it the best way that you can and just tap down your kid and tap down his uh, his and or hers, book bag, pocketbook, whatever they have on them so that you will not be likely being charged if they happen to do anything stupid at the school that involves a weapon. So that's what we have here. But again, I don't think Deja Taylor is going to do 21 months. I think she's going to do legit just 12 months and they're going to just give her probation if I'm going to be completely honest. Now, next up on the updating of stories, Tiger Woods and his ex-girlfriend, their whole lawsuit uh, situation. For people that don't know, Tiger Woods uh, got sued by his ex-girlfriend this year because I believe Tiger Woods, or at least she claimed that Tiger Woods tried to kick her out of his own home after he promised her uh, things. I talked about it some time ago, but there was an update in the case uh, as it was reported by the Associated Press. Tiger Woods' ex-girlfriend has dropped her lawsuit against the golf superstar and the trust that owns his Florida mansion, saying she never accused him of sexual harassment even though her attorney had made that claim. The attorney for Erica Herman filed a one-paragraph notice in state court last week saying she was voluntarily dismissing her $30 million lawsuit against the trust with prejudice, meaning the claim cannot be reasserted later. In dismissing this action, Erica Herman states that she was never a victim of sexual harassment or sexual abuse at the hands of Tiger Woods or any of his agents, and it is her position that she has never asserted such a claim, wrote attorney Benjamin Hodis, who claimed on multiple occasions that Woods had sexually harassed his client. A separate lawsuit against Woods was Rejected by a judge in May, and court records show an appeal of the decision was dropped this week. Nothing in court documents indicates a settlement was reached on either lawsuits, though that could have been done privately. So, that's what we have here. Tiger Woods, he was able to escape this lawsuit from his uh, ex-girlfriend, which I'm happy for if they were able to settle this thing out of court. I'm always happy whenever people are able to do that, because guess what? You don't have the court getting into your business. That means you don't have the government getting into your business. That's what I'm happy about. And also, if it is your ex-girlfriend and she lived in your home at a time and you want her out, I think that is cool to have, well, your ex out of your home now. It's time. There's no legality, at least I believe there's no legality of your ex being able to live in your home unless you live in some type of state where they consider you like a married couple for after you spend, like, a lot of time or some years together, they will consider you guys a married couple. I believe there's a couple seats that do that. Um, But I'm glad that Tiger Woods was able to settle this. I'm glad that his girlfriend, well, his ex-girlfriend, was able to drop the lawsuits. If Tiger did give her some money, hey, do that. Again, I'm glad that the court is not involved in this now because I don't know how this thing would have really ended up, to be completely honest. I don't know if there would have been a judge or... Probably some juries that might have sided with Tiger might have not sided with Tiger and Tiger probably would have had to give up more than 30 million because sometimes people might be asking for 30 million or ask for an initial settlement. But you get a judge that might tag on more things and give the person more money or that person might lose money. So, again, I'm glad that those two were able to figure things out. This case has been dropped and this is basically a win for Tiger Woods in my personal opinion. Now, on to the last update that I want to talk to you guys about, and it's Diddy and Cassie. I had to go right back to it. I know a lot of you guys were probably listening to this when I talked about Diddy and Cassie earlier in the show, and you guys are probably saying, hey, they already called a into it. They came to a settlement at the time when I recorded that part of the show. I did not know that. I did not have no semblance about that uh situation until I had to look it up. And I want to read you the statement that came from uh, Cassie's attorney who put it out on Friday. They said that they have struck or reached a deal to their mutual satisfaction, but no terms of the agreement were discussed and no future, no further statements will be issued beyond those made by uh, Cassie, Cassie's lawyer and Puff. In her statement, Cassie would say, I have decided to resolve this matter amicably on terms that I have some level of control. I want to thank my family, friends, and lawyers for their unwavering support. Puff would say that we have decided to resolve this matter amicably. I wish Cassie and her family all the best love. So they have decided to end this thing. And you know, the funny part is it only lasted one day. One day, and they only took one day for everybody to start shooting at Puff, saying that, hey, we all were right, see what we've been saying for all these years. Now, don't get it messed up. I still stand in what I said earlier. Some of the things that Cassie probably did say about Puff probably was true. Do we know what part of it was? I don't know. Do I think that Puff and Cassie probably had some uh, mutual narcotics together? Maybe. I don't doubt that, but some of the heinous stuff like the raping her and throwing the vase and all that type of stuff. I have no idea blowing up some blowing up someone's car again, even though Kid Cudi did say that if it did happen, I'm not certain of the situation. Only thing I know is they has come to an agreement. They ended it and I'm glad that they did. But anybody else that tried to play on Puff's name, if you are not a person that had a serious relationship with him, be aware he saw what you guys posted up he saw what you guys tweeted trust me i'm pretty sure puff isn't gonna forget so just watch your back again i'm not saying he's gonna do anything i'm just saying watch your back because people with some money and some power as we all know they don't forget whenever someone uh tries to beat on them when it looks like they're down so best belief puff isn't gonna forget about you guys the people that said something about him during that one day that he was down so just remember it's gonna come back well, Puff might get you. Maybe. Again. We'll see. Now, with that being said, it's time for me to get you guys out of here. I want to say thank you to the podcast. Uh, sites to have me on here. I want to say thank you to them, because without them, I wouldn't be able to get this podcast out to you guys, the listeners. So, I want to thank them. And I also want to thank you guys, the downloaders, the listeners, because I see where it's coming from every single day, every single week. I appreciate every single one of you that downloads it. It really warms my heart up when I see the downloads uh every single day and week it really warms my heart so i want to say thank you now with that being said always remember i love you i love I do love you all i thank you so much this has been your my two cents podcast sunday episode also if you listen or watch professional wrestling my saturday episode where i talk about everything within professional wrestling i have it out now wrestling holidays of the week you can go and listen to that and also aew had their pay-per-view full gear last night i have my review of that up right now as well so you can go listen to that as well as well as my midweek breakdown as that's uh episode that i drop every wednesday where i talk to you guys about any and everything that happened that i want to talk about on a wednesday and i will end it with music usually for song of the week so if you did not check out that episode is out there right now for you as well so with all that out the way this has been my two cents podcast presented by d 2 he's i I 9 him i love you all i thank you this isn't goodbye this is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again Please have a great Sunday. Please have a great week. You'll hear from me again Wednesday, then Saturday, then Sunday, you know the rest. So with that being said, Kanye, could you please take these people home? I'm tired, you tired, Uh Jesus wept.